Hey, this is Rowan with Crackers Can Be Choosers, and Mary and I are talking about Labor with Spring today and anything else that we wanted to kind of riff on. So, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah. Okay. So, I'm Mary Bratcher um, with Crackers Can Be Choosers. I'm a licensed massage therapist. I also do Arvigo therapy and Labor with Spring um, and midwifery assisting. Mm -hmm. We kind of do the whole thing. Mm -hmm. But um, And you're an EMT. Yeah, an EMT also. Mm -hmm. my, one of my sister's friends one time said, what do I not do? Right so, on, right on. <laughs> that's the goal, mm -hmm. <laughs> just to do it, do the thing. So, but yeah, okay. and I'm happy to be here today. Excellent. My name's Rowan. I'm a licensed CPM here in Houston, Texas, and I'm one third of Preggers Can Be Choosers. Became a body worker a long time ago, like 1994, which Malia said was four years before she was born. Shout out to Malia. Yeah. And, um, Right. So I became a body worker and slowly worked my way into being a midwife 25 years later. And here we are. And I wanted to talk about labor whispering. So this is how it started. So um, I'm in a, I'm in the TLC doula group and that's total labor care. And that's with Kathleen Wilson, Jolie Ammons, uh, Amanda Moore, Jessica Gonzalez, and Rachel Stonebrook and Doran Jordan. So that's the six, seven of us, however many that is. And, but back in the day, it was just Kathleen and I think Amanda and then Dory. So uh, Kathleen would send people in to see me and one lady came in and it was like 2000, I don't know, five, maybe 2004. And this was pre-Facebook. So people were just like posting on um, uh, like those, like, you know, forums. That's what it was. They posted on forums. And this one woman was, um, she was like 42 weeks or 41 and six or something. And her mom was like on her dress, right? So Kathleen sent her in to see me. And she gets a massage. And I think just because she relaxed enough to go into labor, she was posting the whole time she was in labor, like that she'd come to see me and that the massage with me had like really helped. And so that, so then the wave of people started, right? And then people started coming in too, in too early, like at 39 weeks. And I was like, that's not gonna work. So when people started coming in a little bit too early, that's when I kind of made um, a service offering of labor whispering. And then I kind of set up some parameters for when the best time to come and get your labor. So that's how it started. How did you hear about labor whispering? Hmm, that's a fantastic question. I want to say probably through you. But you didn't know anybody who came and got labor whispered or anything? No, no. But um, I think that I had seen the website. The, the oh website. right yeah. Right. yeah yeah and um so like i knew i wanted to you know get on that eventually and i think that i had some skills in labor whispering uh as a doula oh yeah, yeah. and then mm -hmm. later when i became a massage therapist that's when i fleshed out that right the rest of that scope right and labor yeah. whispering you know it's not it's a brand it's trademarked um it's a service mm -hmm. mark because it's a service but um it's not it's something that i think a lot of people have a skill set for because labor whispering is basically like when you're in the doula application of a labor whisper you're doing energy management of a room right, right. seeing who's like um who's stopping the energy and who's like facilitating the labor energy right, right. but for us when someone comes against the labor whispering massage it's a little bit different because we're assessing where's the energy blockages in the in the client that we're seeing and then who is being who's like stepping on there dress at the same time. Does yeah. that make sense? Because sometimes like what happens is you'll come in and you'll see us and we can easily identify where your body's trying to go in labor and then somebody else is putting the brakes on and it could be you or somebody else in your family is putting that kind of brake on 
And so I call that like driving with two feet, right? You're gassing, your body's putting the gas, the oxytocin, trying to go into labor. And then, you know, you're irritating mother-in-law's like, eh, 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 and she's putting on the brakes or you're putting on your brakes or something about your whole labor situation is the brakes. So that's a lot of some of the work that we do too. Yeah, that's when you talk about Sammy Hagar and the... Oh, I can't drive 55, yeah. <laughs> one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake, yeah. as he says, yeah. yeah, yeah. So what is what is not labor whispering? What is it not? Hmm. Um, I'm going to say it's not induction massage. There you go. Um, but that's, that, that's a big point for us. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, I think that uh, the majority of educating I do about labor whispering is about what that means. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and whether or not, I don't know, just kind of like, what are our feelings around induction? Yeah. Right. And why is it that, you know, cause sometimes people call and it's like emergency. Right. You know? Yeah. Oh shit. I'm back to a corner. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, um, and sometimes doing a labor whispering session and just hashing that out verbally mm -hmm. is it's sometimes enough to get things kicking. But, um, but yeah, it's not, um, it won't put you into labor or, or induce you. We're not forcing your body to go into labor. Right. And an induction, actually a labor, you know, when you go in for an induction, it's actually an induction attempt at the hospital. And so they're attempting to start labor through induction. And we call the successful induction if it starts your labor. But it's a trial of labor or an attempt out of induction in the hospital. And since we're not medical providers, you know, putting Pitocin in your body or side attack on your service or that type of stuff, we're not doing induction because we're not practicing outside our scope of practice. Right. So I would encourage anybody, if you're going someplace to go in induction, like I'd check what are that person's medical qualifiers, qualifications. Yeah. Otherwise they're um, working outside their scope of practice or they're practicing medicine without a license, which I for sure am not fixing to do at all. Definitely. Yeah. And I have a midwifery license that I need to protect. So I'm not going to do anything and swing wide and say, oh, I don't have anything to lose here and call something an induction. And for, it would be way better for marketing purposes if we did, you know. Yeah, because that's definitely like, that's mm -hmm. the language that gets used. Yeah. But then when I speak to people, um, I have them tell me their story. Oh, okay. Okay. So I'm like, so why are you looking for an induction massage specifically? Mm -hmm. Let's kind of get down to the nitty gritty here. And then, um, and it's usually not it's just the verbiage that's used mm -hmm. to describe. I'm, I want to get labor ready. I want to mm -hmm. talk through some things. I want to remove some physical blocks that I may be having or mm -hmm. tension in my body. Yeah. Um, and that's a different deal. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, y'all. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to get right back to it. Coming back from our break, but we've got more to say. So what is labor whispering? Do you remember the four reasons people don't go to labor? Yeah. So okay. um, their due date is incorrect or arbitrary. Due dates are a big deal. For real. Um, and then they have too much focus on themselves mm -hmm. or vag TV, as we mm -hmm. like to call that. So we can talk about that. Uh, they're all up in your business. Mm -hmm. And then... And you know there's several ways to get a due date? Oh, yeah. Well, we should talk about that. Too. Yeah, because as a midwife, I use... Uh, Nichols rule, which is what a midwife came up with, which is different, like the way the math is different from if it's your first baby or a subsequent pre pregnancy. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yeah. And then um, maybe also, then I know that the fourth and final one is that something is just way up, like there's a physical mm -hmm. issue or something's going on. Oh, we don't know sometimes. Oh, we don't know. Uh, and then I believe that the fourth was uh, having uh, like an emotional or mental 
Yeah. So wow. I hope. So one is like the due dates are arbitrary and different people have different gestational ages in your family or even different pregnancies, different um, DNA combinations, all those things make a difference. So that's mm -hmm. the first one. And then the second one is it could be an emotional issue. So like that's uh, emotional or mental or we, mental or emotional dystocia, something's going on there and it's kind of blocking you. An example of that is one time a lady came in and she said that um, she for what couldn't, she didn't know why, but she had to have the string lights made me think about it. She wanted to put these lights between her garage and her um, her back door. And she was not gonna, like, she just couldn't stop thinking about it. And she was full term. And she just wanted those lights up and she'd asked her husband three times. And I was like, well, I finished at four today. So I'll be over to put those lights up for you. Mm -hmm. And so she told her husband, Rome's gonna put those lights up. So of course he did it, right? And she had her baby. Like she just couldn't, there was one more thing. Like I've also known one time this lady was like all the floorboards, I can't have this baby with these gross floorboards. Yeah. And so she made her husband move the, um, the dresser to do the floorboard and he's like really i'm and we all in the room there's like four midwives like she's not having the baby put the floorboard thing. right so like it's just something that you're perseverating on or whatever and that's what you want to have your baby okay let's have this baby so sometimes it's an emotional thing or maybe you had a um, traumatic last birth and there's something that you need navigated to feel safe moving into this birth so that's emotional and then the third thing is there's something physical so maybe your baby's malpositioned your tailbone or coccyx is crooked up or something like that and that's where we're doing the um aware practitioners training yeah, with spinning, so, with spinning babies. Yeah, which I find super helpful. That'll be in February. Yeah, that's in February. So we're recording this. Um, of February twenty twenty is what it'll be. Yeah, February. <laughs> recording this in December of nineteen. Um, and like, so I had a, somebody who came in whose baby's head was not flexed well and applied to the cervix. So the baby's head was back. No, the cervix was back here, and the baby's head was here. So she was doing all this prodromal labor, and the baby's head was there. And so I just asked her if I could. Um, and this is something that I can do as a midwife, but something that Mary doesn't do because she's a massage therapist and not a midwife yet, but will be soon. Um, yeah. That I just asked her, could I um, pull her cervix up during a contraction? And we had that baby, she had her baby two hours later. Um, so and she'd already had like a weird contraction pattern, but the baby wasn't well applied. So sometimes it's how the baby is sitting in your pelvis. And it's not about how dilated you are, it's where the baby is in the pelvis, where it's the station and where it's navigating. Mm -hmm. So that journey. So that's a lot of times what happens. Yeah. Um, and we have lots of tricks that we can do that aren't in inside um, the gift shop type of moves. So, yeah. and we're learning that through spinning babies and we're a practitioner. Plus being a massage therapist, we can get in there and loosen lots of muscles and the glutes and stuff like that. Most definitely. Yeah. And then the fourth one is like, sometimes we don't ever know why labor doesn't start or what's happening. And, and that category is relatively small compared to all the other ones. Mm -hmm. So if we've helped you like get people, the badge TV mitigated, and if we've helped you go through emotional, you know, and uh, psychosocial and um, mental kind of like looking where your blockages are and we help you kind of like, and we don't navigate everything. We just help you alert to some things and some we can help diffuse and some it's your own homework and you work it out with your doula or your husband or your provider or whatever. Right. And then the, four, the third one being the physical, we'll do some work with you and then also send you some homework. And then the fourth one is sometimes we don't ever know what the problem is, but we know that we've done a very comprehensive and very thorough assessment and actual application of what we can do to mitigate what we found, right? So that's where you go confident, like I've tried all the things. After coming to Labor Whispering, you have sincerely tried all the things. Definitely, yeah. 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 Plus, I mean, for uh, I feel like that it's a place to get some knowledgeable referrals too, mm -hmm. if you need other things, you know, acupuncture or Oh yeah, yeah. Moxibustion or something that's yeah um, in someone else's. Do you do moxibustion? I don't. Mm, okay. But you've done it before. Have you? I've done it to help people um, move twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
one of the questions I had was, um, are any of the things that we do, is that anything that you couldn't like spend hours looking up on the internet and doing yourself? I hear that again. So for our labor whispering protocol mm -hmm. that we do and process, is there anything in there that seemed, somebody couldn't find on the internet from like hours of searching and crafting their own treatment plan due to themselves? Um, I just threw you on the spot. Mm, yeah. yeah. Well, no. I mean, I guess it depends on their research capacity. That's exactly <laughs> right. That's a great answer. That's a great um, answer. Huh. How, how uh, you know, how many would know how to look for that kind of thing? I, I feel like the good thing about coming for labor whispering and coming and sitting down with us is that um i know for me i do a really thorough intake I know you so. <laughs> so uh, sometimes people are like is this gonna get started you know yeah. like, I, I know you do too i'm just saying like, no i don't at all i don't at all like just sit down okay what's going on okay <laughs> okay all right here we go okay sure, sure yeah and so um and by being in this by watching this you can see which provider is a better fit for you too like you can be like oh we're just gonna wait it's cool or you know you want thorough clinical like going through everything no, no stone left unturned right you right. can decide which one of us is a better fit for you yeah and we don't care like you know i'm happy if you work you're happy if i work I assume. yeah yeah definitely. yeah we're just happy yeah. just come see us yeah um but i think that it's nice to come in and sit down in a space that's welcoming and comfortable with somebody that's professional face-to-face -face, so you can get your questions answered immediately. So you're not having to search for things or get, I think the worst part is getting information that's just misleading. Oh yeah. Or fear inducing, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, which is something we don't share because it's not helpful. So it's not helpful at all. I feel like searching for some of the answers on your own kind of get, get increases some of the anxiety that we're actually here to diminish. And I'll suck you down a rabbit hole too. Yeah. 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 So part of our job is to help come up with a comprehensive treatment plan. Mm -hmm. And that's just like clinical words for like, what's the plan to help you either go into labor? Because I hardly ever see anybody who's not already trying to go into labor on their own. Yeah, yeah. The only time I see that is if somebody's like, oh shit, I need to go into labor and it's 38 weeks. And you know, naturally their body would go at like 42 weeks. I'm like, oh, it's not gonna happen. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really trying to to push mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have a lot of like, usually that's part of the intake is I'll ask people, what, what are things that you've already done that you feel like were helping you to achieve what you wanted to? So oh, okay. They'll, yeah, they'll tell me something else they've been trying or a different care provider they had spoken to, or mm -hmm. something that a friend had said, mm -hmm. like that, mm -hmm. you know, have so. you heard anything where you're like, Oh, shit, don't do that. No, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. I don't think so. I think it's mostly been kind of like internet stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I went and ate the spiciest curry I could find, and then I yeah, sometimes had it works. sex until dawn, and then I, you know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, well, this is the thing. If you're having sex until dawn, you need to be having orgasms till dawn, not, you know, jizz on your cervix, right. okay? Right. That's not how this works. It's like we want your cervix to be contracting and having, like, rip-roaring orgasms. It's not like having mm -hmm. semen on your cervix. That's not how it works. Yeah. That's a pro tip right here. Yeah. Right here. Okay. Um, another difference between me and you is um, if you need a pelvic exam, you want to come see me. Correct. Yeah. So if you're not sure where your baby is in your pelvis, or if you're not sure if the head is flexed, or um, and you like really want to feel that in the bones, or you're like worried about, say, last time you had a baby, somebody told you your pelvis was too small, or something like yeah. that, you want to come see me so I can uh, do a nice thorough pelvic exam. And I'm trauma informed with pelvic exams, so super consent oriented super gentle, super, we're just going to get all the good information we can to make sure that this uh, 
pelvic exam was worth doing. So I'm not here to be handsy, but if you feel like you need a pelvic exam, you want to schedule it with me. Yes. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you want to schedule it with us, then you're going to go to um, right underneath here, there should be a button that'll say Preggers. Um, no, right underneath here, there'll be a button that says like book now or come see me or something like that. And you want to do that. And when should they schedule their, their labor whispering? Hmm. That's, uh, I guess it depends on some things. Okay. So, I mean, I usually have people come in like, like a week before they think they're due. Okay. Um, not your due date, but no, when you think you're due. When you think you're due. Um, okay. And then, but for some people, if they have, like say that they had a previous pregnancy where things were challenging towards the end mm -hmm. and they, like say they had to be induced with Pitocin in the hospital, Cytotec in the whole nine yards, and they're wanting to try to just prepare their body and their mind and kind of work through some of the entanglement that comes from that type of experience. And then, because sometimes people have fear that that's gonna happen again. Mm -hmm. And um, if that's the case, then I usually have them come in a little earlier. Mm, okay. So we can kind of like talk and work through mm -hmm. and see if there needs to be talk with them and their care provider or their family, um, their doula. which give them their space. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and their doula. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. sometimes it's it, a lot of the times in labor whispering sessions, people talk about things that they, they were previously unaware of that were possibly a hang up for them. Like, can you give me an example? Um, yeah. Like a, like a, a previous birth that didn't go as planned. Um, pregnancy loss, mm -hmm. um, family members that weren't either previously weren't supportive or currently aren't supportive of wishes in the birth room, mm -hmm. um, or just like a lack of support, not having a lot of people, uh, or not having people close to you, mm -hmm. you know, to support you. Um, I had somebody come in one time and say that um, her doctor kind of reminded her of her creepy uncle. Yeah. I was like, you're not going to have this baby with this guy. And she goes, no, it'll be fine. No, dude, it wasn't fine. She had a surgical birth. Mm -hmm. You're not yeah. having a baby with that guy. Yeah, so like, I like to have people come in just a, a little bit earlier than maybe they think they do. Hmm. Um, and do sometimes they come for a second treatment or they just come once? I think people come a couple of times. Yeah, I think that's common. Like for labor whispering that um, folks come in one time and then they come in a second time and, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I think that also sometimes the first time is getting to know me if they mm -hmm. haven't met me before. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about things and we share some intimate details, then we share touch, right? Mm -hmm. and, um, and so then when things get worked out with support folks and family and things like that, then they'll, they'll book again to just completely, you know, relax and yeah. get super ready. I yeah. want to say with that lady where I was holding her service up during interaction, um, she came in like and she was contracting like every 15 minutes and she kind of made the waiting room nervous and that was kind of funny yeah. um but like you know it's every 15 minutes every 20 minutes whatever and she goes this is going to be weird and remember like i'm holding her cervix up you know right for a bit you know to bring a to do well apply to the baby's head and she goes this might seem weird and my hands are like this she goes this is more relaxed and safe i've felt this whole time oh. So we were in a relaxed, sweet atmosphere. She was, you know, in charge of what was going on. It was my hands, but her directions. And then she felt safe and good. And then that's when things like really took off. Right. So feeling safe and comfortable with the provider is good. Yeah. And labor whispering sounds kind of like wackadoo, you know, when you're like, oh, I don't know what that is, you know. Yeah. 
And people sometimes ask me, well, well what's the success rate? Because you've heard that before too, right? Yeah, and I, I mean, I've, uh, I've, I started keeping track, I guess, after my first couple. Because okay. people started asking me. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's about like 60 to 70% of people. Mm -hmm. um, and I should say 60 to 70% of people, and then they go into labor within the next two to five days. Okay. But, um, mm -hmm. you know, but we didn't cause that. No, we you just, know? we helped facilitate. And that's right. kind of one of our premises is that we're not doing, we're not healing you. I hate that term healers. We're helping you heal your own body. We're helping your own body do what it needs to do. So we're just helping you be aware of what needs to be um, mitigated or remediated or how what needs to be enhanced so that your body can do the work that it, it wants to do. Correct. I had somebody come in and she said that um, she ended up having a surgical birth, but she felt like I had really helped labor kick in, but she was too dehydrated and too exhausted by the time that labor kicked in to actually have a vaginal birth. Mm -hmm. So um, if you, coming to see us sooner rather than later is a good idea. Yeah. And because we're like anybody, we don't work 24-7, 365, planning ahead is a good way to do this. So if you know that, you know, you're pregnant and you're 20 weeks right now or you're four or five months right now, then go ahead and plan it from when, you know, a week in front of before, sooner than when you feel like you might want to have your baby. And then that lets us start doing the work together and it puts us on our calendar so that we have that space for you. Because there's been lots of times that people call me crying, like wanting to come in and like, I'm, so, I'm just so sorry. Yeah. 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 Well, and get your prenatals. <laughs> get your prenatals, yeah. Oh, yeah, come yeah. get your prenatal massage. That helps a lot, too. Yeah. We're not trying to fix everything or not fix, but try and problem solve all in one session. Come to see us. And that also helps, too, with already getting to know us and feeling good about us. If you've already seen mm -hmm. one of us for prenatal massage, mostly Mary. See Mary for prenatal massage. Yeah, and I think, too, that like when I said about referrals earlier, uh, you know, we have a wealth, a treasure chest of mm -hmm. referrals for people for I don't know, you name it. Mm -hmm. We've got the contacts. So the good thing about coming throughout your pregnancy with your prenatal massage is that we can really, we can really take care of things quick. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, before they become something that has to be kind of, takes more time. Yeah. Or, I had somebody come in with a pelvic floor problem. Oh, she had um, symphysis pubis diastasis. And um, she asked me to do an exam and I could feel that her, um, Sacral tubural ligaments were so engaged that they were torquing her whole pelvis, and she's um, midway through pregnancy. I'm like, I'm so glad you came in now yeah. because you need to see a pelvic floor therapist. This is more than what I can do to help you. And I'm hoping, like, by getting this work that allows her to go ahead and have a vaginal birth. Because if she'd come to us at 39 weeks, I'd be like, oh, dude, we're like so far behind the game. That, yeah. You know? So, all right. I'm going to see if anybody is on. Um, sorry. We're a little bit uh, not the tech savviest of people here. <laughs> We've been going 27 minutes. Yeah. See if anybody has any questions for us. And if you have any questions for us, you're welcome to uh, send us an email. All right, looks like we don't have any big questions going for us. Yeah. But people can leave them, correct? Yeah. In the comments? Yeah. We're going to have this um, posted on our Facebook page. And then also, this will be on our website explaining what Labor Whispering is. Mm -hmm. Anything else you want to say about Labor Whispering? Just that it's great. Yeah. 
<laughs> and sometimes you'll like if you have a spouse that you want to bring in for you know while we're doing some intake or like we'll talk to your spouse a little bit and then or somebody who's going to be there because i've certainly had moms come in who are like i don't know about this and then by the end i'm like oh this is you know like if you have a mother-in-law who's hovering around or a mother who's hovering around being anxious and nervous during a massage or just whatever it will just you know slow the whole roll so i've been able to say like you need to get your a-game together mom because your daughter shakes the hand with this baby but every time you're hanging sitting around like quivering like a hedgehog you're making things like her body's not going to be able to feel safe because she's not reading safety from your body right so. yeah and i'll say being advocates and you know being doulas before we moved on to, to other things um that definitely gives us that we, we see the cues. <laughs> we see the cues. We yeah. see the cues. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for joining us. And this is uh, Fergus Can Be Choosers, and we're talking about labor whispering. And we'd love to see you. We're here in Houston, Texas. The best way to get on with us is to use the book now button. And if you need um, a consultation with us, I think there's a. Let me figure this out. Is that your book? Yeah. Um, if you'd like to book a consultation with us, go ahead and choose the consultation option and we'll get in and we'll do it over the video and see what we can do to help you figure out how to go ahead and get your labor started. But yeah. we're located for labor with massage here in Houston, Texas. And uh, yeehaw, everybody. Yeah. Bye, thanks.